0: Hello everyone, Uh, this week we're doing a mini-episode which is devoted to little novellas and uh, stories we've read in the past that we don't really want to do a full episode on, but we still want to tell each other about. Enjoy! (music) Enjoy! of Angelina hostage because I just read this like little novella and I'm obsessed with it it's amazing so first of all the title is called Bare Ass in Love (laughs) (laughs) which I I immediately I saw and I was like I
1: must have this uh, there better be a lot of booty in it there's not and that's what's amazing false Okay, so it's by Sasha Burke.
0: If you ever want to look this up, it's part of a trilogy, by the way. It's the first one in the trilogy about billionaire romancers. Um, Yeah, so it was previously titled Show Me Yours. So she saw that, thought, nope, you know what? I can do you one better, and named it that. (laughs) Consciously. So, the summary is, uh, this woman's killing me. I'm not the kind of man who would normally ever consider blurring the lines between landlord and tenant or boss and employee, but summer's a walking temptation. Neurotic and obsessive when it comes to work details, sure, but a damn cute temptation, nevertheless. She's been a good tenant and an even better worker. Plus, she doesn't simply throw herself at me like a lot of women who find out my net worth. I've grown, dot, dot, dot of her oddly enough but if she drags me out of bed in the middle of the night to talk about work one more time and then it switches to her point of view this is all in the summary by the way this okay. book is batshit insane so this the man's a saint not only did jason hire me for the greatest project i've ever run point on but he also let me move into an, an amazing loft in his building in an extravagant job relocation perk sure he can be a grouch when i accidentally wake him up to go over a project but he's still a saint nevertheless He's been a fantastic boss and a surprisingly protective landlord, but da da da. When did his shoulders get so wide? And why is that growling voice of his making me all weak on my knees suddenly? Also, is it considered morning wood if it happens in the middle of the night, or something more? Oh God. <laughs> okay so basically it's summer and Jason and Jason runs this project and he uh, owns this building where summer lives because she's the project manager on this um, new retirement home that they're building and she is so crazy and neurotic that sometimes she goes down to the front desk to uh pick up packages without pants on because her shirt's long enough anyway but then um Jason's like Oh, everybody ogles her down there. I've had to fire a couple of employees for ogling her. So, uh, yeah, she's like, oh, silly me. I didn't, I didn't notice. And she's like 29 years old, so no. <laughs> um, but sometimes she, she doesn't really sleep, and she's really worried because it's the biggest project she's ever done, so she's really intense about it. And um, she will wake him up at like... 3 a.m., 4 a.m., to be like, oh, and I thought of another thing. And he's like, you know, it's not even morning yet. Also, and, I would murder her. Just yeah. <laughs> well, apparently she's cute enough that she gets away without being murdered. <laughs> so he's like, okay, you know, it's not even morning yet. And she's like, oh, whoops, sorry, silly me. <laughs> so it's all like, oh, quirky girl. <laughs> um, so the only time that I can think of possibly that it would be titled bare ass and love for a reason is that he's like okay if you're gonna barge barge in here I'm gonna do my morning routine and you can just do whatever you're gonna do Mm -hmm. so he goes in and he starts showering and she's running through her project notes and then he comes out he comes out of the shower and he's just naked just like standing there <laughs> and she apparently like zones in on his zone if you know what I mean <laughs> and
1: uh the, your own euphemism <laughs> list begins right now <laughs> and Alex's she... first one is his zone
0: <laughs> oh no, I can only think of his <laughs> anyway Uh, She zones in on it, and apparently staring at it just makes him harder, and it just like grows. And there's like back and forth of like, (laughs) I can't stop staring, and then he (laughs) is to turn him on because like, wow, I'm super hard right now. (laughs) So then he's like, oh, this is kind of inappropriate. So then he growls at her to get out, and so, um, then the next time they meet up. Is at his apartment again and she keeps staring at his dick even though now it's covered now and uh, she's like okay so maybe I want you and he's like yeah uh, we shouldn't do this and then they he continues to follow her around even though she's like okay I guess I get the hint and uh, so then they get together and that's basically it like it's a really short novel there's a lot of sex and it's actually not poorly written like it's it's actually much better than the title would lead you to believe being called bare ass in love which i was slightly disappointed by i really wanted like a typo riddled like terrible (laughs) narrative it's not bad um but the reason that i wanted to tell you about this i laughed so hard okay so this is towards the end of it Um, so they, she's going to work for another billionaire, which I think is setting up book two. I haven't looked into it, but, um, she's going to go work for another person. So they won't work together so they can be together and like out and proud and whatever. Um, and so then he goes he, he basically jokingly evicts her because he wants her to move in with him okay. so he has all of her stuff moved up to his apartment while he, she's out drinking with like the guys on the team that they do renovations for so uh she says I guess roommate would be a nice upgrade from crazy landlord she teases messing with me even more by toying with the hem of her sleep shirt and flashing me that pretty little pussy oh, God. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: And then after that he he goes I growl at the sight and reply without thinking Beyonce not roommate. that's how, I propose. That's how he propose! <laughs> yeah so she stills what I see her nipples harden distract distractingly sexy peaks under the thin fabric and I just plain lose it
1: <laughs> I just picture him being like oh. probably
0: is. <laughs> but I love the fact that, like, you just proposed to me in the worst way possible. <laughs> like, instantly hard nipples.
1: <laughs> Again, all these ladies needs being met.
0: Half of the book is sex, so yes. She gets eaten out like every other page. Girl. Anyway. Her nipples were super hard. In one point <laughs> motion, I rip her new shirt open. Practically <laughs> At the moon over the satisfying group of buttons hitting the floor <laughs> as I lift her up and sink her down onto my waiting cock. So goddamn perfect every time. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> it's not until I'm fully seated in her warm, slick pussy that my brain starts to unmuddle and then it hits me. Damn it, I start mentally kicking my dumb ass or not having more self-control. I'm so sorry, Summer. I botched this up. I had a whole thing planned tonight. (laughs) So then, the the sex, sex. Uh, You planned on proposing to me tonight? She sounds pleased. Thank hell. Well, more like tomorrow morning, I was going to be all romantic and and propose to you by waking you up at three, which is how they met.
1: (laughs) That's how it ends. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Dear God, what a proposal. But while we're on this mini-sode, which uh, Alex and I plan on uh, utilizing these for stuff that we've read that doesn't necessarily... Warrant a full episode. Yes. Yeah, because
0: that one was like, I don't know, 100 pages maybe.
1: Yeah, so it's just a tiny novella, so... And then along that same line, there are also books that we've read in the past that don't necessarily warrant a full episode. And so I'm going to tell you a little bit about Easily Amused by Karen McQuestion, which is, it wasn't my first romance novel, but it was one of my first, I guess. Like, ones that, it was my first one probably that I like, seeked out, I Mm -hmm. guess, because I still remember my first one ever was Prince of Swords. I don't remember the name of the author. Uh But I remember being in like ninth, eighth or ninth grade and it was like a 25 cent romance novel that my mom had bought at like price shopper. And she read it and then I like furtively grabbed it and read it and that was like my first time (laughs) (laughs) like reading a romance novel and remember feeling like very dirty about it because like the sex scenes were so explicit and being like, oh, I shouldn't read this. I'm such a innocent young child but uh yes that was mine and also it made no sense that it was called prince of swords and that the character was called prince of swords because his thing was he could stop time (laughs) I'm so like 110% in now (laughs) yep
0: prince of swords could stop time tell me yes yes
1: (laughs) Gosh, what we're talking. So I will probably save the rest of Prince of Swords for another day. Yes. uh, Okay. I am definitely going to. Do it properly. Holy shit. Yes. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. It. It was something. I'll tell (laughs) you. Um. But anyway, so Easily Amused was like the first time I like bought one for myself, and it falls into that thing where it's much easier. I feel like to buy them on Kindle because you don't have that like shame of like, oh, she's buying a. Harlequin romance novel. Um, Speaking of shame, though, I do want
0: to share um uh, slightly. I won't get too into it mostly because I don't remember the title or the author. But the first time I ever wrote a romance novel, I was old enough to drive. So I drove myself to Half Price Books. I was probably a, a, soft, a junior or senior in high school. So I drove myself to Half Price Books. I uh, spent like 20 minutes agonizing over the fact that I was in the romance section to begin with. And I was like, everybody in the store is judging me. And then I bought another like respectable novel, quote unquote, because I still had shame about wanting to read a romance novel. Uh, I bought <laughs> another um, novel from the fiction section and I put that on top of the romance novel. And I kind of slid it under the counter and I was like, just these please <laughs> I think the girl behind the counter gave me a smirk and like I think she knew that I was not um, embarrassed but I also could have just been like everybody knows so I don't know but anyway that was my first time I, I felt a little scandalous too. nice
1: I love it also uh, Prince of Swords I just checked <laughs> what is our cat doing? she's trying to eat your chocolate Millie? <laughs>
0: You're a naughty lady. <laughs>
1: God. Uh, <laughs> I just checked. I've refound Prince of Swords. It is $4 on Amazon Kindle format. I uh-huh. might have to reread it oh, and do a full do episode on it. Because, <laughs> yeah, it was... <laughs> it was an experience, <laughs> uh, is all I'll say. But anyway, Easily <coughs> Amused, one of the first ones I bought for myself. And it eased into it because uh, it was more of just like a lighthearted rom-com. I don't even think there's like an actual like sex scene, sex scene in it. Um, so this is the um, summary, and I will purposefully leave out the last names because it's one of my biggest beefs in this novel. Uh when 29-year-old Lola unexpectedly inherits a rambling house in the suburbs, she thinks her life just couldn't be more perfect until her neighbors make, their, make her their project. A heartbroken high school friend crashes indefinitely at her house, and her younger sister announces she's getting married on Lola's 30th birthday. Suddenly, Lola's not so keen on her newfound domestic bliss. But when she meets handsome, mysterious Ryan, Lola dares to hope she's found the perfect guy to one-up her sister and add a little spice back into her life. This lighthearted romantic comedy from Karen McQuestion is headlined by a charming cast of characters led by the self-deprecatingly funny Lola. Breezy and fun, easily amused, serves as a gentle, often amusing reminder that love can be found in the place we least expect under our very noses. So yeah, that's this novel. Uh, so the plot is basically, so you've got Lola, and she inherited this house from her like a great aunt and she never quite understood why her great aunt left it to her because they weren't particularly close. Um and she's like she's in a nice place uh in her life she's like heading up like a zine that this magazine company uh puts out like once a month. Mm-hmm. Uh so she really likes her job. Uh she likes that she has her own house. Uh, the only things are that, one, she doesn't like how nosy the neighbors are, and, like, they're constantly, like, uh, like, they're the quintessential, like, can I borrow a cup of sugar type. Of and she just doesn't like that they're, like, all up in her business. And yeah. she thinks it's a bit too much. Um, but it winds up being one of those, like, found family type situations. And she actually finds out, because one of her friends finds the diaries of her great aunt and finds out that her great aunt actually led, like, a really interesting life. Um, But I think in one of the diaries, it's revealed that uh, the great aunt basically thought Lola needed the house more, particularly for the neighbors, because they always, like, looked out for each other, and she kind of wanted that for Lola. Mm -hmm. She didn't think Lola had that in her life, so, like, Lola comes to appreciate them in her life, and it's, like, really cute. Uh, So you think from the summary, that's like, oh, she meets Ryan... And they're going to one-up her sister because they... I thought we were going to get a fake romance, which you know I like. Uh, and she and Ryan uh, do do a fake romance bit a little bit because her whole thing is her sister is constantly, like, trying to steal the attention. And her sister has this high school sweetheart, and they're finally getting married. And, like, her big thing is, like... They're going to do the engagement party on Lola's thirtieth birthday, and then they're gonna reel out a thirtieth birthday cake for Lola. And Lola's like, she's doing this to be like, haha, look at how much, you know, my sister's turning thirty, and she doesn't have anybody yet, and look at me, and aren't I so great? Uh, oh, yeah, her sister's a bitch. <laughs> so uh, and so she meets Ryan, and Ryan's pretty perfect. Oh, and Ryan is also living in the neighborhood, but the uh neighborhood doesn't quite know about him because he's kind of mysterious. Uh, Their thing is that they're like, he doesn't put out any trash. (laughs) (laughs) That would be weird. Yeah, and Lola even thinks she's like, you know, even I was like, really? (laughs) 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 Yeah, so they think it's weird. Um, So she meets Ryan and then she and Ryan decide like, hey, why don't we pretend that we're getting engaged to like, one up your sister? Uh, But you know from the get-go that Ryan's actually a bad guy because Lola's last name is Watson his last name is Moriarty and her best friend her real love interest is last named Holmes So, anyone who knows uh, basic Sherlock Holmes, Watson and Holmes, and then the big bad is Moriarty. So, like, from the get-go, you know, like, Ryan is not a good person. And, like, she did it on purpose because in the back of the novel it has those, like, book club questions that you can ask, and I think one of them references their last names, but, like, I hate that she did that. It's like, thank you for spoiling fucking everything that is coming in this book. I'm with you, yeah. Yeah. Um, Also, her friend's name is Hubert. (laughs) Hubert (laughs) Holmes. Yeah. Poor Hubert. So, like, Hubert's deal is... Please tell me she calls him Hugh, though. No, I I don't... I think she calls him Hubert. Oh,
0: no. Uh, Yeah. Speaking of things... Not want to call out in the throes of passion.
1: (laughs) There you go. Oh, (laughs) Hubert. Give it to me. Exactly. (laughs) So like, she's known Hubert her entire life. They've got, they've got another friend too, but the other friend's like married with a kid. And so like at the beginning of the book, she's like really irritated at Hubert because he's been blowing her off. Like she's like, gosh, I've lived in my new house for three months. He hasn't even come and said hi yet. And, uh, it's because Hubert has this girlfriend, and uh, her friend's like, Well, you kind of did it to yourself because you're not really supportive of his relationship. And she's like, What are you talking about? I'm supportive. And he was like, The last time they got in an argument, you told her to just dump the bitch. <laughs> and I was like, uh. Good for her. And I was like, <laughs> sounds like something I would do. Like every time I see somebody having problems, it's like, Girl, dump it. Uh-huh. So it's like, I don't blame Lola. But uh, so you get that, so that, that, why they tell her you know he's not sticking around because you're not very supportive and then it's also revealed later by hubert that his girlfriend was jealous of lola uh so anyway Lo or er, hubert and his girlfriend break up and they were living together so he has to crash at lola's place uh and then uh The weirdest bit of the, because for the most part it's an easygoing novel and I can't even quite parse out like most of the plot, which is why I'm not doing a whole episode on this. But so the thing with Ryan blows up, like I think they go on a date and he like can't get it up and he gets like super mad about it. (laughs) Okay. He gets super butt hurt and leaves and like upsets her and then she uh, goes home and like Hubert comforts her and it's like really cute. But this mm-hmm. is where it got weird to me, because there was... This, this... is where it got... Okay. <laughs> well, this is, like, the climax of weird... Ha-ha, <laughs> climax. <laughs> <laughs> of the climax of weird in the novel. So, uh, she introduces Ryan to her family at one point, mm-hmm. and her sister is really into them, because he's super hot and whatnot. And then her sister uh, is basically like, why would he like somebody like you? And then her sister is actually she's doing that thing where she's been like with one guy her entire life so she kind of wants to play the field and she basically i think even asked lola like why don't you let me date him like before i marry so-and-so okay and it's like because like on i like she's like i feel like me and ryan have a better connection than you and ryan and whatever it's like you know just being like super bitch it's like even if you hated your sister like the gall of being like dude give me your man it's (laughs) it's like something yeah that's not great yeah well anyway so the climax of the novel and it is never explained and i think it's one of the questions in the back it's like what do you think was going on here so one of the the neighbors loses one of her dogs and you don't know where the dog is and then it turns out the dog is in ryan's garage. And it also reveals that uh, Ryan is there with Lola's sister. And they were clearly, like, going to have sex. And this is after, yeah. like, Lola and Ryan are, like, donezo anyway. But it's still kind of shitty because at that point, at least, her sister, Mindy, knew. Well, from Mindy's point of view, this was somebody that Lola really liked. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, and it's never explained why Ryan had the dog.
0: I was <laughs> gonna say... I'm still not getting
1: it. No, I don't get it either. It's like going back to when we were discussing, like, you needing to get the characters from point A to point B. This is how the author decided. This is how... uh, She's going to discover her sister and Ryan. Yes. Is that... Oh, and I guess to just, like, hit, you know, further put the nail in the coffin that Ryan's a bad guy. He kidnapped this dog. (laughs) I thought...
0: I fully thought it was going to be this weird thing where he was feeding all his trash to the dog.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's a weird, like, torture situation. (laughs) Eat this, you little shit.
0: (laughs) You like that banana
1: peel? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, well, I'm glad that didn't happen. (laughs) So, yeah, uh... (laughs) And I can't even remember what happened to Ryan. It's been years since I have read this. Like I don't know if he moved out or what. If they just like washed their hands of him, uh, things work out at the end. Um, Mindy's uh fiance finds out that she was trying to cheat on him, and he dumps her. Uh, and Mindy has to move back in with her parents, and basically gets Good. hers. And you know, I think Lola says that she Mindy apologizes to her, basically like for trying to hurt you. And then Hubert and Lola at this point have discovered that they're in love, I guess. Oh,
0: and
1: man. um, I think Hubert proposes or is going to propose, like, they find Lola's, um, Lola's great aunt had, like, an engagement ring. I think it was, like, a situation where, like, she was engaged to a guy and he died and she, like, never loved again or something like that. Oh, boy. Yeah, but basically it's, like... The final gift from her great aunt is that oh. she's going to get engaged with that engagement ring. And that was easily amused. Nice. <laughs> that was
0: enjoyable. Yeah. That poor dog. That poor dog. I worn- do, do Lola and Hubert adopt the dog forever? No,
1: because it's the neighbor's dog. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's like, so my- where did this dog even come from?
0: <laughs> I'm bad at listening. Yeah. So... Yeah. Oh boy. All right. Well, thanks for listening. I just really wanted to tell a plot of some <laughs> love, and Angeline was nice enough to let me. All right. Bye. Bye. bye.